0: You're tuned into the Market Unclosed podcast by BPI Securities. A podcast where we give you a quick rundown on the Philippine equities market to help you trade better, live better, as we make investing a habit. The local benchmark managed to close the week up and above the 7,000 threshold despite two straight days of being in the red. Concerns over a possible recession in the US put up some selling pressure in the market in the latter part of the week as we mirrored US market's overnight declines. The PSEI managed to hit above 7,100 in intraday trade earlier this week but settled at 7,056 up 105 points week-on-week and registering almost 7.5% gain year-to-date. Top index movers were SM Investment, Ayala Land, BDO Unibank, and ICTSI, while worst losers were Meralco, URC, JG Summit Holdings, and Aboitis Equity Ventures. Foreign portfolios registered 4.54 billion in net inflows this week, bringing year-to-date figures to 5.6 billion in net foreign buying. Average daily turnover, excluding crosses, was at 7.16 billion pesos. Five of the six sub-indices recorded weekly gains led by the services, mining and oil, and the property indices, while the lone sub-index in the red was the industrial sector. The local currency also strengthened this week to close at 54.54 to a dollar and has already appreciated 2.18% for the year. New stateside Federal Reserve Bank of New York President John Williams emphasized there is more to be done in terms of monetary policy to bring down inflation down to the Fed's target. He said in a speech that restoring price stability is essential to achieving maximum employment and stable prices over the longer term, and it is critical that they stay the course until the job is done. The Fed's two-day meeting concludes on Feb 1, with the market expecting a 25 basis point hike. In Asia, Japan's core inflation rose to 4% in December year-in-year, the highest since December 1981 and in line with expectations. The reading climb from the inflation print of 3.7% seen in November. In local news, President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. said he will seek out potential partners for his agriculture and infrastructure development plans at the Davos Conference in Switzerland. President Marcos added that he will pitch potential locators on the Philippines' readiness to receive multinationals seeking to expand their operations in Asia. The president flew to Switzerland for the World Economic Forum. Also in Davos, Finance Secretary Benjamin Jochno said that the country will likely grow by around 6.5% this year, even with a potential global economic slowdown. He said that the Philippines is still one of the highest, if not the highest, growth projection in the Asia-Pacific region. Mr. Jochno also said that the economy in 2022 will likely expand much faster than the government's 6.5% to 7.5% goal with a manufacturing sector, low unemployment levels, and a stable banking system, helping the economy withstand external headwinds. Minutes from the Banco Central ng Pilipinas Monetary Board meeting last December showed the Board's readiness to continue raising benchmark interest rates if inflation persists. The Board said that amid broad-based inflation pressures, persistent upside risk to inflation, and elevated inflation expectations, they deem it necessary to take aggressive monetary action to bring headline inflation back to within target as soon as possible. Also from the BSP, data showed that money sent home by OFWs in November grew by 5.7% to $2.64 billion, the lowest in six months. This was the quickest annual growth in 17 months, though, or since the 7% in June 2021. The total value, though, was the lowest since May 2022, which registered $2.43 billion in inflows. For the first 11 months of 2022, cash remittances rose by 3.3% to $29.4 billion, still below the BSP's target of 4% for the year. In Congress, the House Committee on Ways and Means expects its proposed luxury tax to raise at least 12.4 billion pesos a year. Committee Chairman Joey Salceta said that their aim is to find some way to tax the rich consistent with the constitutional principle of progressivity in taxation. Their main target to amend the National Internal Revenue Code are non-essential goods whose prices are beyond the reach of the bulk consumers and which are not significant inputs to other value-adding industries. The Philippine Chamber of Commerce and Industry, though, has pushed back on the proposal, stating that it risks the departure from the Philippine market of luxury good brands that may undermine the country as an appealing shopping destination. PCCI President George Barcelon said that the government should have reasonable rule which luxury goods will be taxed and should be time-bound. Last but not least, Malacañang just announced that Philippine President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. has approved zero tariff on electric vehicles to encourage consumers to use cleaner and greener cars. The tariff removal will run for five years, according to EO number 12, sent by the Presidential Palace. EVs will be slapped a 30% tariff after five years. The NEDA board earlier proposed to cut the Most Favored Nation or MFN tariff rate to 0% for 5 years on completely built-up electric vehicles. The Aboitis Group's energy firm Aboitis Power expects an additional 17 megawatts from its geothermal power plant in Tiwi Albay, when its renewables arm completes a binary project within the existing facility. Aboytus Power through its subsidiary AP Renewables, broke ground for its TUE Binary Geothermal Power Plant project, which is expected to be completed by year-end. The project will be built from the ground up, with an entirely new binary plant system, pipes, and transmission line. It is located within the 1.5-hectare TUI Geothermal Power Plant. Renewable energy firm Corp. and its partner The BIM Group receive a $107 million financing package from the Asian Development Bank for their joint venture project, the 88-megawatt Ninh Thuan Wind Farm in South-Central Vietnam. The 88-megawatt wind farm adds to ASIN's operating wind projects in Vietnam, which have a capacity of 420 megawatts. The wind farm started commercial operations in 2021. It is expected to generate about 339 gigawatt hours of renewable energy per year, which can avoid 215,000 tons of carbon dioxide emissions. ASEN also disclosed in another statement that studies for its proposed large-scale, long-duration renewable energy storage facility have been progressing with the support of the New South Wales government in Australia. ASEN is aiming to bid for long-term energy agreements in Australia for a pumped hydro project that was chosen to receive funding to undergo feasibility studies. ACEN CEO for its Australian unit said that the project has the potential to facilitate more renewable projects in the Central West Orana region and provide valuable firming services in New South Wales. Ayala's real estate investment trust, on the other hand, AReit, secured SEC approval for its property for share swap worth 11.26 billion pesos. Ayala land subscription to around 252 million A-Reed shares in exchange for Ayala Land's Cebu commercial properties will further increase a portfolio from 549,000 square meters to 673,000 square meters of gross leasable area and increase a assets under management from 53 billion to 64 billion pesos. Ayala-led lender BPI, on the other hand, expects its net income to climb by 5-6% and its revenues by around 7% once its planned merger with Robinson's Bank Corp. finalizes. BPI President and CEO T.G. Limkaoko said that Robinson's Bank has been steadily growing its deposit and loan books at a pace much faster than the industry over the past years. Mr. Limkaoko also said that the main advantage Robinson's Bank has that was factored into the projected revenue growth is its customers' base, strong digital adoption, with over 35% of their retail clients enrolled in its online app. Tycoon Edgar Saavedra is planning to list solar power company, Citicor Renewable Energy Corp., the sponsor of Citicor Energy REIT, at a near $1 billion valuation by the middle of 2023. To support its 5,000 megawatt expansion, over the next five years. CEO Oliver Tan said that a long-term pipeline would require investments of around $3.75 billion and will involve a mix of solar and battery projects. Rafael Joel Consing Jr., who served as Chief Financial Officer of Port Operator ICTSI for seven years, retired after accepting a government post with the Marcos administration. Con Singh accepted the position as Presidential Advisor on Investment and Economic Affairs. Emilio Manuel Pasqua, who was VP for Global Mergers and Acquisitions, replaced Con Singh as CFO of ICTSI. McKay Holdings has completed the acquisition of RC Global Beverages after it fulfilled the closing conditions in the two-party share purchase agreement. McKay now owns 100% voting and controlling interest in RC Global, the owner of the licensing rights to RC Cola and associated brands in over 100 countries. McKay said that Cosition provides the company with a global platform, and foreign currency revenues, as well as geographic and political risk diversification. Holding and construction firm Megawide said it has utilized $2.77 billion from the net proceeds of its 2020 preferred share offering, for various infrastructure projects. From the net offering proceeds of 4.33 billion, the company has released $2.77 billion, which includes for the development of the Mactan Cebu International Airport, expansion of the Precast and other ancillary businesses, and the Cebu integrated transport hub. Mining firm Asia announced that its board of directors approved. The additional investment of 2.92 billion pesos in its subsidiary, Emerging Power Incorporated, Nickel Asia disclosed that the investments will be through a subscription to more common shares of EPI, its renewable energy arm. This additional investments will be allocated to fund EPI's operations, its affiliate Biliran Geothermal, and the operating expenses of Unit Mindoro Geothermal Power. Nickel Steak will increase to 95.8% after the transaction. Listed quick service food provider Shakey's Pizza announced that its brand Peri Charcoal Chicken and Sauce Bar is scaling up its expansion in 2023 after opening new stores in Central and North Luzon last year. Shakey said Peri Peri tripled the number of its stores to 68 from 21 in 2018. Shakey's other brands include pizza chain Project Pie, r Milk Tea, and Potato Corner. Union Digital Bank, or Union Bank's digital arm, recorded $4.8 billion in loans and $9 billion in deposits just five months after its commercial launch and sees continued growth this year on expectations of improved demand for credit. Union Digital President and CEO RV de Vera said that the growing preference for efficiency and faster services that only fintech players are able to provide adds to the growing trend of digital banking adaptation. Personal computers and information technology products retailer Opson International has secured SEC approval for its planned initial public offering. Opson plans to sell 789.5 million primary common shares and up to 98.7 million secondary common shares and also with an over-allotment option of another 98.7 million common shares priced at up to $5.50 each. Option looks to raise up to $5.43 billion with proceeds intended for its store expansions and other general corporate purposes and this is your market calendar for next week on monday january 23 we have a cash dividend ex-date for 8990 holdings preferred series b shares on tuesday january 24 we have another cash dividend ex-date for manila broadcasting company common shares on wednesday january 25 we have cash dividend ex-date for ayala corporation preferred class b Series 1, Preferred Shares And on Thursday, January 26, we have the release of the Philippine Balance of Trade for December and the full year and fourth quarter GDP numbers And lastly, on Friday, January 27, the stock rights offering closes for Union Bank of the Philippines And that's a wrap for today's episode. For more insights and trading ideas, log on to your BPI Trade accounts or open an account today at bpitrade.com.